Hello everyone, this is your host Tai, and I'm so happy to be talking with you yet again on another episode about real estate and how, oh how, it makes so much sense right now that you pay attention to not just the pros that are going on in life, meaning the good things, but also the bad things, right? Just like gravity, what goes up must come down. In real estate, it is very similar. In business, it is very similar. In life, it is very similar. So on today's episodes, we're gonna talk about the adverse effects of what happens when you don't study, when you don't eat the food that your mother prepared for you and she forced you to eat it, right? As a child, the same concept applies, but you don't have someone forcing you to eat it. Well, in real estate, how that correlates is that if you are being force-fed a lot of information, it can lead to a lot of anxiety and then a lot of withdrawal from it altogether, like this is just too much. much. But you do wanna make sure that you hone in on home buying mistakes that you should never make. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about those things. We're gonna talk about those broccolis and tomatoes and those vegetables you didn't like talking about uh, eating. We're gonna talk about those topics that you don't like talking about or discussing, okay, in real estate. Because believe it or not, you guys, people fail because they don't commit to the learning process. People have wrong expectations because they don't commit to the education process. People don't grow, scale, level up, or claim everything that they want for themselves. They never materialize it in real wealth and real life because they do not study or study enough. Once you study history, you see commonalities of mistakes and mistakes are a very good indicator for what the future holds. So on today's episode, talking about those things that you don't like to talk about, which are those ugly truths that are usually hidden that you have to dig out from under rocks when you're considering buying a home. Now, you will be sure to find a home. Anyone can find a home that feels right for you, right? And you always wanna have a budget, as they say. Those things come like almost second nature to know, right? It's kinda like knowing how to spell your name forward and backwards. It's like, yeah, I could, I could spell it backwards if someone asked me really quick, like E-Y-I-T. Yes, I can do it, right, in about all but three seconds. But at the same time, when you think about home buying, people think, oh yeah, I have to find one that feels right. I have to walk it. I have to have one that's within my budget. I have to know how I'm gonna pay for it, right? Those things are kind of second nature. But when we're talking about really going into markets and studying the market that your property is going to be in, be it investment property or primary residential property or um, commercial property, location does matter. And if you're not familiar with the area or market that you're buying in, then you need to get what's called a CMA, a comparative market analysis to determine what's a good deal for you. Not just what feels right, not just what fits your budget, but also what's going on in that market? What are the jobs looking like? What is the uh, population growth looking like? What is the net population um, growth, right? Is it in a declining market? Are there only 10,000 people there and it's gonna be super hard to make friends and, or, you know, or even enemies because everybody's so close, right? You have to know those things and come doing that CMA or having rather a realtor or broker to do that for you is going to be vitally important for helping you to study and learn 
about markets that you may live in, but you have not studied, right? Now, I have lived in many places, just like you may have, but I never went outside all the time, right? I never kind of did the whole like uh, social thing, right? I just lived there, right? Some of you guys know what that feeling is or what that experience is like, but you don't wanna do that when you buy property, especially investment property. You wanna know the markets that you're investing in. Another thing, another key takeaway that I want you guys to grasp from this is holding out too long and making lowball offers. This is a huge one, right? This is a very common mistake that prolongs most people's home buying plan is because they want to get the best deal. They want to have the coupon discounted purchase price, right? Those things are made possible depending on if your time horizon are long term or short term. If you're looking at more of a uh, tax, you know, a tax free or a tax deferred strategy of also so investing in property versus just buying a home just to say you have one, just to fulfill that American dream, which you don't want to do, right? You want to be a lot more strategic. But in regards to holding out too long, it, it no time is the right time. Just like if you have had a child, a lot of people say you're never really ready, right? Until you're ready, until the water breaks. Well, in real estate, the water breaks the moment that you learn that this is a possible vehicle for you and your family to leverage and ride out all the way to the end to realize the dreams and arrive at the destination that you have for those dreams, right? That is why you invest in real estate. That is why you don't hold out too long to, and make super lowball offers that will I probably never get accepted. Now, after working for months and raising money or saving money intended for just that special home purchase or that new rental real estate investment that you wanna make, right? You also wanna keep in mind that many home buying mistakes can actually be extremely detrimental to your emotional, physical, and financial well-being. So you need to know these things before before you go buy anything. I don't care if it's a one bedroom condo that you think, ah, you know, it's only, uh, I don't know how much are condos in your area, but in my area, super expensive. Let's think Midwest or um, Southern, right? You can get a condo for even $50,000, right? Now, let's just say, hey, 50,000, I only am gonna have to put 20% down, right? You're starting to weigh these things in your mind and say, hey, it's not a big investment, right? I don't have to do all of this work, you do. What you do for one, you need to do for all. I know that early on and even still to this day, we have a lot of people say, hey, just even recently, actually a seller in Indianapolis said, hey, you guys are so thorough, you guys do so much research, you guys provide so much information and so much access, like you're buying a 234-unit apartment building that you told me in, about and that I invested in, but at the same time, you're doing that level of due diligence for this condo, right? And, and to me, it's not a slap in the face. It's a compliment, right? Whether they intended it to be or not, that's how me and my team take it. It's like we take it as, hey, that's a compliment. We want to hear those types of things, right? Now, of course, everything won't be the exact same, the questions, the documents, the paperwork, the, the verbiage. But overall, the level of commitment to the deal should actually be the same. The level of due diligence should definitely be the same. Believe it or not, it's actually harder to buy a condo than a 234 um, unit apartment building. And we'll get into that in another episode as to why. But just know it's not rocket science. You don't have to be the low Joe Schmo to get the best deal in order to make some type of substantial or even reasonable, realistic return on your investment in a short or long term, depending on your goals.
Okay, so you don't want to make these mistakes because I've heard so many stories after talking to thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of people at this point and predominantly in real estate when they first start out and they're not educated or very low level of education, right, in real estate and really how to make smart money moves and investments, right, they didn't plan. So when you don't plan, you plan to fail. Now, that's an, you know, kind of an old adage, you might say, you know, Taiyi, they said that my grandma taught me that. Well, guess what? Mine did too. <laughs> okay. But it can really, really, really have these devastating tolls that it takes on you. And it's not just financial. It can be physical. Like I mentioned, it can be emotional. People end up in hospitals. People end up, uh, you know, in all type of critical situations or even just like not good situations, um, behind the lack of commitment to education first right? The lack of due diligence on their own, not just entrusting someone else to do those things for you, not just entrusting a realtor to provide you with a hundred percent accurate CMA or that comparative market analysis that we talked about, getting your feet wet, getting your hands work, doing it yourself in the early stages of your career will teach you way more than what you can pay for, what you can actually uh, learn by having someone else to do it, right? So I, we always recommend that do some of that grunt work yourself so you know how to do it and then have the discretion to make, hey, should I do this or should I outsource, right? So some of these issues that you may run into may be small, right? It can be just, oh, I didn't know if it was an attorney state or if it was an escrow and title closing state, right? Or I didn't know if it was a deed of trust state or if it was a mortgage state, right? And that can be easily rectified, right? You can easily ask the escrow officer, the title agent or closer, hey, what's the lay of the land here, right? What's the documents? What's the security instruments that you use in this particular state when buying these type of either residential or commercial properties? Now, while others, you know, may seem like they are the end of the world. They can be intense, they can be unrepairable, but there's always a lesson and lesson in all of those things. But what you wanna do is take calculated risk. You wanna take calculated risk and you don't wanna just leave investing to chance, okay? Whether easy to fix or unrepairable though, this is not a blunder that you really want to experience if you can avoid it, right? Just imagine even going into childbirth and, and making a huge mistake instead of laying on your back, you instead, I don't know, are balled up in a ball, right? And the baby can't even come out, right? <laughs> now that might be extra, as some of you might say, but it, it, it's one of those things that is just for comparison's sake of what you can do even in real estate, right? It's one of those things that can be super uncomfortable like that, where you can't really allow those returns to come out because you're suffocating them by what you don't know, your lack of knowledge. Okay, so not only will your finances suffer in places or uh, ex examples like that, but also again, all of these other aspects of your life may start to deteriorate and you might feel like, hey, I'm going a little crazy here. Like, what is this, right? Because all of these things start to compound. Like these are errors that can have long-term, very unpleasant impacts on every aspect of your life. But fortunately, most of these home buying mistakes can actually be relatively easy to also avoid. So 
Would you rather just put in the time, put in a couple 15 minute segments a day or even every day, 15 minutes, carve out some time to educate yourself with good quality sources and people that you can actually get real time relevant information from? Or would you want to just kind of not know before you go at it and just see where your hat lies, where where your road leads you, right? And you don't want to have to walk through those bad decisions. Trust me, misguided home buying errors is something that people should avoid and very easily avoid at the cost and expense of time equity, sweat equity into investing into your education first. Now, what are these mistakes that I'm talking about that you should never make, right? I hinted at them a little bit earlier, but I just want to give you kind of a real quick and dirty list that you want to kind of jot down, note, and make sure that you're not overlooking. Number one, having your finances ready, not having your finances ready, right? Not having your finances ready. Like what can you be thinking? Honestly, dreaming is just not enough. You need commitments in order to make your dream of buying a house, whether it be again, rental property or it be a primary residence, you need to have that planned out and your finances have to be inclusive of that plan. Okay, it starts by first, you know, knowing what you want, knowing what's realistic, knowing the prices of things in a market, studying those things and getting that real information and even pre-qualification process started with your documents in order. So you have these full packages and you're not like looking all around scatterbrained when someone asks you for a document, your mortgage broker or the lender directly, depending on how you choose to go about it. Which brings me to my second point, not using a broker. Now, the increasing number of of like all this super high tech AI and online listing sites would absolutely included with iBuyers make anyone, anyone think that they do not require a broker service. And it's true, you don't have to use a broker to buy. Not everything you see online is crafted with full consideration though of the interior and exterior conditions of market trends, including like foreclosures, views of the property and population growth, like I mentioned, none of that is really included in these automated home valuations that most online sites like Zillow, Redfin, Trulia, they use those to give you a snapshot, but not a real shot all the time, not the in-depth shot that you need. So if you're buying a house for your first time or an investment property, you should still use a broker to get their opinion on the market, their opinion on the valuation, their opinion on the repairs that are needed to bring it up to fair market value, right? And to inspect it to and to project even perhaps the future price of the home that you're buying. Now, brokers can get a little bit um, extra as well and their projections of future forecasting for a property's appreciation in that market. But believe it or not, properties appreciate at different rates in different markets. So they may have a little bit of a spin on what is the average or what is the norm for that particular market. And that's something you want to know. In addition to just having like a good solid second opinion from a licensed local appraiser. Don't be like in Mississippi and getting an appraisal from someone who licensed as an appraiser in Tennessee. Like, no, just don't do that, right? <laughs> um, and an experienced broker takes a lot of that stress of knowing vendors, knowing people in the market, knowing those uh, different type of contractors who can help in, um, you know, um, enhance your home buying experience, your, your purchase power, even because of creative financing solutions that they can bring um, from looking for the houses to assessing the value to negotiating the contract to even closing creatively. A 
broker can actually be a very good fit in helping you beat buyer competition, avoid bidding wars, securing that property that you want without overpaying or wasting a lot of time in the process. And time is money, so that is extremely valuable if you have a very good broker, which you should seek out if you're just starting, especially ongoing in your career. There is a place for brokers and you will need to network with them. All righty, that was number two, not using a broker. Number three that I have for you guys is not considering the resale value. Okay, now whether or not you're getting a new home now or later, the fact still remains that you should always still consider the property's resale value. No one knows or holds this crystal ball to know exactly what the future holds or what the market will bear, but you could have a change of taste in the future or the market is so dynamic and uh, some people say volatile, but I like dynamic, right? And depending on the location, the features, the structure, the environment, the location that it's in is huge and all of these other factors as well. There is a high probability that the property might increase or what we call appreciate in value over time. So you do want to consider the resale value and you would be extremely surprised that over a lot of people, a lot of people do not consider that future resale value and even worse, don't know how to calculate for it. All right, so don't fall victim to that or pray to that of not considering your resale value. So we have number one, just to summarize, not having your finances ready. Number two, not using a broker. Number three, not considering the resale value. Number four of five is overlooking important features. Okay, a lot of people ignore these important features that help sustain property value. It's essential features like living room space, bed uh, basements, right? Bed count, bath count, of course, should be accurate, but public records are not always as reliable. Garage doors, exterior paint, fixtures in the kitchen, appliances, and bathrooms should be of high standard and functionality, especially when you talk about kitchens and baths, right? Those are the things that you really want to make sure because uh, are in, on point and in order because they need to be maintained since those are selling points, high selling points that add value, but also add appeal to another retail home buyer's um, purchase decision. Okay, so these features are not just an addition. They are just vital components that help your property to stay, like I said, on point, stay in good shape and help to retain the overall functionality and valuation of that property over time. And number five, number five, one of the fifth home buying mistakes that you should never make is thinking every home is negotiable. Like everybody says, my home is not for sale unless you give me the right price, right? Or for the right price, my home might be for sale. Like, no, securing a bargain when home buying is really like undoubtedly a financial goal. Every buyer is, can be a buyer. Every homeowner can be a seller. But every home buyer likes to feel like they really got a good deal. And that's where that happy medium has to find itself. Because if it doesn't, you end up insulting people with these lowball offers instead of increasing your purchase power, increasing the velocity of your return by maybe taking a, a little bit less up front and being volume-based, not just trying to gouge off of one deal or every deal. 
Now, negotiating too hard can make insulting offers deter people away from you and give you a bad reputation in the industry. So this happened, this habit does also kill ambition and you don't want that to happen to you. So in conclusion, there are a few and many more mistakes that can be detrimental to your happiness, your success, and your long-term financial goals when investing in real estate. The more you learn and study and commit to your education to avoid these mistakes, the more you will enjoy financial success with buying real estate. With today's confusing terminology and the approach most people take to wind up in an unwise investment takes only a split of a second. So if you're a first time investor, a first time buyer, learn, learn, learn more about real estate investing to make home buying much more than just a dream for your personal residence, but a lifestyle and income stream to help sustain it all, right? So you want to be able to go on and do more and have more and be more, right? And feel more, but it all starts with your education. So if nothing else, pick up a new book by an author, pick up a new podcast or a new episode within an existing podcast, pick up something, a new video on YouTube, right? That is really able to feed your mind, just like you feed your body with food every day, knowledge is the same thing. But your source of your knowledge is important and the 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 application of um, consistently learning every day as a lifestyle, not just as a you know kind of fun pastime or an infrequent uh, occurrence that you only do when you're bored right you don't want that you want it to be as consistent as you eat so on those words I hope you guys commit to your education get more like share subscribe to this channel go back and listen to past episodes I promise you you'll learn a lot and if you don't hey pick up another podcast that may be a better fit. However, I really believe that there's tons of gems, tons of value in all of the past episodes. So I encourage you with my biased opinion to binge. Until next time, you guys be happy, healthy, safe, and well. Invest in your education, invest in real estate. But only, but only if you get the education that you need first to avoid these top five and many more mistakes that can be detrimental to your overall financial fortress. Welcome everybody, I am Taiyi Elisar and you are now listening to the Realty Talks with Taiyi podcast show. You're listening to one of many episodes of the Realty Talks, also available on Spotify, Google, and more. Master your money and mindset through the unparalleled power of real estate investing for infinite returns. How real women build and sustain real wealth, which is now possible for you. Go to Spotify or Google or click below to subscribe. Thanks for listening and subscribing. Now for today's show.